Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. It's your host, Garrett Merigut, and I am joined today by none other than Melanie Chapman. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Hi, happy to be here. Well, we are very happy to have you. Um, today is a little exciting. Have you ever done anything like this before? No, I, I am 95% terrified. Okay, well, it's not 100%, so we have 5% going for us. Yeah, and 5%, I promise. 95% terror. It's me every time I go like a baby ride at an amusement park. No, you're going to have a blast. It's really fun. I will guide you, I promise. And I'm excited to hear your insights for the brand um, that's on the wheel. Now, for those watching, I don't know who's on the wheel any more than Melanie does. And I definitely don't know who's going to be selected. So, are we ready, Melanie? I am ready. All right, Ryan, spin that wheel. Oh, okay. Who are you hoping it is? Uh, I actually want one I haven't heard of, which I didn't get. I've heard of MailChimp. You've heard of MailChimp? <laughs> yeah, good. That's a good starting point for both of us. So MailChimp. <laughs> MailChimp. If not, maybe don't come on this show. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be like, if you were like, who's that? I'd be like, uh-oh, Brian, we need to change how we're screening guests. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, I, what? I haven't. If I've used MailChimp, it's so long ago, I cannot remember it among their sea of competitors. And I, like, I've been in the luxury of having a marketing automation platform for a while. So I haven't had a reason to be in MailChimp plan for a while. So this should be interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I used to do use MailChimp for directive and it was great to keep things like low key, simple, affordable, good drag and drop. But then what I found is it was hard to connect MailChimp to the rest of my marketing. And so I kind of moved away from it. So I think with that in mind, I do think that's an important nuance, just like you said, right? You've been blessed to have a marketing automation system. So you haven't used MailChimp. So I think that's a good thing for us to keep in mind. Um, But when we're looking at it right away, what's your take on just how they're messaging and positioning themselves above the fold here? I, it seems like they're trying to position themselves as a solution for small businesses, which I think is smart. So again, like when I'm thinking about myself as a marketer, I would not gravitate toward MailChimp because it seems like a little too lightweight for what we're trying to do. The the connectivity is important for us. So out of the gate saying that, you know, this is for small business, lets people who land on the site know if that's them, they're in the right place. You know, if it's not, then you probably don't want to get them into your pipeline. Yeah. Have you tested center logo? I haven't tested this in like years. I did run a test on this like legitimately six years ago. Have you tested this? I haven't even seen anyone doing this. I have not. Yeah, I'm curious. Cause I mean, it's the right aligned. It's the same, pretty normal here. And then let, it's just intro. Oh, we have this left menu. Whoa. I actually kind of like this. What do you think? I I liked the swoop out. It was exciting. And I like that they can bring some imagery into the menu. So it makes the menu feel alive here interesting okay let's we'll get to that in a second now one of my favorite things to look at melanie is how we position people into our funnel so they're going to pick a plan they also have sign up free as well as using valuable real estate for returning customers instead of in the footer what's your take on login on the in the menu versus the footer in your in your experience i you know what it's not something that i would go for but it could be right for them and this is like no shade at MailChimp's customer base, but it, it yeah. 
seems like it's more positioned for people who are doing like their first steps into marketing. And it may behoove them to make it as easy as possible to just get back in, like reduce that friction by making it front and center of the website. Like I am very guilty of either having to bookmark my login pages or I will go to like the automation page homepage and then get in that way. That's not uncommon. So I don't think it's the worst use of space. I am on the other hand, a little surprised that it goes right to pick a plan in that. Yeah, that's how that does. I am. I am too, actually. So on an update to our request a demo page actually. And then a step beyond that, we're working on introducing options other than going straight to demo. We're a little more like typical B2B SaaS where we're not a free trial. Like we, we want you to schedule time with a rep and uh, we sell to dental practices and that's a lot for people. Like our, the office manager is busy all day. So do they really want to spend 30 minutes with one of our sales reps while patients are in their face? Probably not. So, and I'm very jazzed to look at what they were doing because I'm just interested in this right now in general, but Pick a plan is pretty serious right out of the gate. Well, there are some things I agree. And I think that's hard, right? And only because like, I think what's happening if you're MailChimp is you have an SMB, you have a small business owner, most likely who, whose focus and ownership is not in email marketing. So they're trying to do this maybe after hours, maybe when they have a quick break, very much probably not so different than a dentist, right? right. Now, what I've found is these types of buyers are traditionally very cost centric. And I would imagine the same for dentists. So for you all, I love the idea of creating pricing. Now, I think they're doing some interesting things here once again that you don't see with layouts. For example, right? We have a left aligned menu that we talked about earlier, but we also have pricing left to right when I've only seen it right to left, for example. I've never seen anyone go left to right. Have you? I have not. I think it's interesting from like a behavioral science point of view, because you're anchoring people at the high end. That's what your eyes going to go to first. And you may get into some of those features that aren't available in the free plan. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of interesting. I just love like the nuance of what they're doing now. I also love this, calculate your costs. Because I think a lot of like, we would do a lot of stuff in DevOps. And I found, especially in this usage-based pricing, which also is in the marketing automation space, it's very difficult to calculate your cost on your own. And so mm -hmm. you can think it's $14.99, but it ends up being something crazy. So let's see what this does. So I would have to select a plan standard. Okay. And then, oh, that's that's pretty clean, Melanie. I love this what slide. I, I love this. I, particularly for their model where there's, there is a free offering, and so you're going to try it out. I think it's a big friction point when you do hit that cap. That makes people grumpy, and that probably introduced some churn risk where if you haven't already made the case that, or, or even just create a visibility into that, like part of this is on how many contacts you have, people may just get grouchy and leave. Mm, I love that. The other thing that's curious to me is comparing plans. Let's see what this does. Cause I've always w wished it was easier. Damn, you're really good at this self onboarding and pricing. What are we, thing. What are we gonna say? This is nice. I know. I usually, Brian, great job on selecting for the wheel. I've been giving our producer a little hard time behind the scenes because he's been giving me bad ones. It's making the show seem negative and I don't want it to be negative. They're really good. I'm not going to lie. Like everything they do is so clean. Like notice how it sticks. It's recommended still. It's pretty clean. I also like the names for the different pricing tiers. I'm in a lot of meetings about like, what should we call these without them seeming bad, but still making it clear that the top one has the most value. 
Uh, yeah, because better than the silver, the bronze, the pro, the premium. Like, I think this is actually like this is actually pretty brilliant from a messaging standpoint. I agree. Well, I we're at stands now. This is going well. Okay, so let me nitpick a little. Okay. Um, if I'm them, I want to lock people into annual contracts and increase my average order value. So I'd like to see a toggle here that lets me go annual. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably leaving a lot of money on the table by not giving me annual and then a 15% discount where they get away from churn. What's your take on that? I think that's a good call though. There is something to be said for the simplicity. Like maybe that's something that you do uh, a little further along in your customer journey when you have someone and they're seeing some wins from the product, making the case to go to annual at that point here. Like I, I would err on the side of just getting them in the door. Okay. I, yeah, I totally, I see where you're coming from. And I'm like about their audience is probably pretty price sensitive. So kind of kicking the tires at $15 a month versus that over the cost of a year can feel a lot different. Yeah, I agree. I just think if I were to show up as CEO, I'd go mute the finance team. I'd be like, hey, here's how I can get us some cash flow. Um, <laughs> and so, it, yeah, it's it, I agree from a marketing standpoint. I think from a finance standpoint, I get a little like, now what about this? Like, how about like just just feature insanity like what's your take on do do we need to include all these features do you think it's helpful like what i don't know like what's your take on this since you know offline we talked about feature-based marketing a little bit but it's hard right like how, what do you do with this case in your mind it's robust i'd actually like to see how they break this down on different sections of the site because it's a lot here and i i think it would it could possibly overwhelm the person who's just trying to make, you don't want to introduce friction into the point where like they've already landed on this page, they're trying to pick a plan and now I have to choose and you're throwing a lot of information at me. Like even doing something as simple as not exposing all of this at once and just highlighting the key features where there's a different could make it seem like less homework to do. I like that. Yeah, we do everything for web.com on the organic side and yeah, like they, they have a self onboarding product that's accessible. And a lot of this is definitely tough, right? Like how much do you say is professional? And then the other thing I'm curious about that I don't see is do they offer professional services, right? So I'm, apologies, mom and dad. I'm dreaming though of my parents setting up because they actually use Constant Contact because yeah. they have like a small nonprofit they run. And I could see them on here wanting maybe some help at some point with you all, right? In the dental space, do you offer professional services on setup and stuff like that or how, how does that work we it, it comes with the package yeah yeah being processed yeah, yeah. for success yep okay now let's take a look at some other stuff on here because i think there's a lot to obviously get from it right we have inspiration what do you want to look at resources inspiration pricing or products what do you, where, where do you want to go melanie i'm interested in inspiration I know it's kind of cool, right? Let's see what let's see what that does for us. Okay, so I have to Mailchimp presents her career. I like to see when they do these media companies. Let's see what they did here. Okay. I want to do what while you think through the what's your take on on this kind of stuff? Like where you build out essentially a separate business for content that has no call to action, no integration of product. I don't understand why people do this, Melanie. I still can't wrap my brain around it. I just, 
I get so mad every time I see this because I'm like, how does the courier team expect to get funding when they don't tie it back to product? So like, what what what's your take on this? Because so many people are doing this now. I honestly feel like I'm one step behind. I'm trying to figure out how we got here. Was this when we clicked on inspiration? How did we get to courier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll watch it. I was on inspiration. And I, I just knew the second I saw it, because I do so many of these audits, Melanie, that it was that it was, this was their own media site, essentially. Gotcha. Because I live in this, like, auditing SaaS companies. So <laughs> many are doing this, and I hate all... I, I don't know why they do it. I can't wrap my brain around it. I, I don't want to, like, be a hater, because maybe I don't understand the logic of it and the finance, but I don't... Like, everything I'm doing right now, and I see the top companies in the world doing is product-led growth. And then occasionally top companies take content and they hack it away from their product. And I don't know how they ever monetize it and I get lost. So what's your take on that? I mean, yeah, like I, maybe this is old school, but I, if I'm investing in content, like I want there to be a next step for people and I want to make it as easy as possible. And I, I think if you believe in your products, then that could be learning a little bit more about how it could help you. I don't think that's a bad thing to do. So I, I guess I'm with you. I don't, I don't see the value necessarily of packaging up as a slick looking magazine, but then they have to do a lot of work to make the connection back to the brand. Does it, does it do that at all? I would like to learn about the pasta when we're, when no, we're done with geez. this. I want to. I just wanted to see if it's working, right? So before I totally turn into a hater, I want to see. <laughs> the, the data is important, yes. And it looks like it's a new con. No, it's not that new. I mean, they've had almost eight. No, it, do it doesn't rank for anything. It has $6,400 in traffic cost. And it's really cool. Okay, let me just try to understand what the hell is going on. Is it about their customers? It might be. It might be. It's really beautiful. I love it, the content. I really do. The actually. photography's great. The graphics are great. Like this is totally bitching. Like this is awesome. <laughs> Yet it ranks for nothing. Or or if it does rank, it would rank for something about pasta. Yes. And let's just assume I wasn't hungry for pasta, but it was hungry for email marketing. <laughs> and I wanted to eat. I couldn't eat anything. I don't understand. This makes no sense to me. You can get Why? more courier. What go to quick tips? I want to like I want to see what the connection is because okay. A why a scenario plan matters. I love the brain. Like let's let's first say awesome work from the brand team on courier because more like this is giving me like go if you ever want to see like McKenzie does something like this. It's obviously not designed like this, but McKenzie does like kind of these full field content and then mm -hmm. center aligned, which I love no share on scroll, which is weird. Cause no, like if they did it, like, yeah, no one's getting to the bottom. So, so I, it, in uh past life, I worked at a design agency. So I feel like I have like a little bit of cred to say this, but it, it feels like one of the ones where like the design and like the, the look and feel and even the content is what's driving. And then the action that you want to get out of that is secondary. Like it's beautiful. And I like, I would sp spend time on this and I'm sure like it makes sense for their audience to spend time on it, but yeah, like they're not, 
making the share icons that present. There's not another next step to take other than get more courier. It's it's they're curious. blending they're blending iconography with reality, which I think is kind of dope. Like I don't see a it lot is. of people do this. And everything flows. The font's cool. The tagging's cool. It's executed for what it is well, yet what it is doesn't there I if I landed on this, I would argue most people don't I have a good brand. Mailstrom's famous, but like now I got a monkey and a bird, and I don't know how <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing, like to be completely honest, I think it's on like I think you can do the exact same thing except change this menu, like make this menu lower and bring the MailChimp menu back on in. And all of a sudden it's brilliant. Like literally all they are away from being brilliant is adding their primary menu on top of a sub menu. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I was nodding aggressively. I forgot that I have camera issues. So you can't see my enthusiastic nods. Because like, look, if you took this exact same thing, called it MailChimp and then put a little courier logo on the left with their whole layout, yeah. and you just, it'd be like, wow, way to go MailChimp. So, all right, well, at least we got something to talk about on our show, right? Oh. It, it reminded, the, on the career part reminded me of something I liked on uh, the main section of the site is that the both the copy and the, the design, like they're approachable, but it's not uh, trying to speak down to anyone, if that makes sense. Like it's, a like it's more elevated than the last time I checked out MailChimp, which I think is nice. Like no one all these businesses aren't trying to send out like very basic emails. They want to take a, the next step up for their brand. And so I think it's a good choice to have the MailChimp brand itself look like something that could do that for them. No, I love the brand. I love all of it. I think it's a little weird that they have different font on here than they did on Courier. Um, Cause that's once again, makes it feel different instead of the same. Like the irony is me is I have so many crazy ideas that the hardest part is integrating all my ideas into one cohesive thing. So that's all I think about. And yeah. then they're like, oh, we don't need that. We're going to build a new brand called Courier. Um, <laughs> but here's all their features. So if you look at this, oh, I think this is cool. Have you seen, I haven't seen a lot of people add context to logos. I think that's actually really clever. I haven't seen anyone do this actually. I love that. And I particularly love it for them because like, as we started out talking about like, it could get shoved into this box. Or like you start with MailChimp and then you need to go to a HubSpot or a Pardot or a Marketo. This is yeah. like Vimeo didn't, Ted didn't. They've been with us for years and we're supporting that growth. I wish I it linked it. through to a case study. I love that. Now we're nitpicking though and I love it. <laughs> we're like, but I can't click and hear Martha's story. <laughs> I'm on, I, I totally agree with you though. Um, okay, trusted pros. I think this part, if I were them, I think they're assuming too much intelligence of their audience to be completely mm. transparent. I know for a fact when I first signed up for MailChimp, I didn't know nothing. And I would have rather, if I were them, have something like up here, if I could find the text. Uh, I'm showing off my lack of CSS skills in this moment, but I would rewrite inspiration to be like around trusted pros. Hmm. and I don't think I got to integrations from here. See, like in my mind, if you're a MailChimp and you want to keep your SMB clients into the mid market, you need to harp on this integration piece a billion times more. 
I don't know. I think these three pieces are actually really critical to the buying journey for mid-size accounts or SMB. What, what's your take on that? I agree. I, I think those are the questions that people are going to answer. Like, does this work with the other stuff that I have? Is someone going to help me get it started and be there when I have questions? And then I, I think I agree on the directory of trusted pros. I, I would, that's not immediately clear to me what a MailChimp partner is. Mm, let's check it out. Yeah, see, let me see what their menu is. Hire an expert contact. Yeah, so they have it in the help section. Maybe they just need to add help right here. I know it sounds, I don't know. I just, in my mind, I just think the SMB, because I built my whole agency off of SMBs to start, mm -hmm. they really don't know much about digital technology for marketing. And I think, it's a lot harder to use these tools than we think because it's our whole life. And, you know, we struggle trying to clean someone's teeth just as much as they struggle to do a newsletter. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so uh, I think it would be nice to see that. What about, I mean, how long have I been scrolling? Do you have any opinions on scroll depth for like a homepage or anything? I don't have any opinions out of the box. I like, I would want to see how much time people are spending on the page and then more specifically, like put some heat mapping on and see who makes it down and then what people are spending time on, because I think that could answer some of the questions we're circling around. Like what is the most important information to surface for people? hundred percent. Now they are creating a dual path, right? They have pick a plan and below that, get your business online or market your business. So this is kind of their way of saying like, Hey, not ready to use us. Here's how we solve that problem so that we can get more SMBs in. Right? So before people can send an email, they might need a website. Let's handle that. And then you have this part. I wonder what this journey is. Create better campaigns. See, that's weird to me. I don't know. I, I'm interested in your take on it, Melanie, but I've never heard an SMB trying to run a marketing campaign so much as just get leads or... or yeah, do the end goal or like what tactically do they want to get done? Like for dental practices, for us, it's they, they want to send appointment reminders. They want to keep their schedule full. They don't want to necessarily even like they, they might say like boost customer retention, but putting it in their language and not MBA terms is really important. Um, I, I think campaigns might be like one step up because no one like, even like as someone who like is in B2B marketing, like I don't aspire necessarily to create better campaigns. I want better outcomes from those campaigns. I, I can't agree more. I'm right there with you. Uh, I also think not including templates in the menu is insane. Because I bet you, <laughs> if you and I were to like do that, it would, it would be pricing and templates. It would be one and two most traffic pages on the site. They must have made a purposeful decision to get away from it. Let's go check it out, though. Because I don't see if you're MailChimp, how you avoid. And they don't even have it here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, template was the backbone of email. Like, think about you're an SMB. You run an auto shop. You're super busy. Uh, maybe your partner comes in once a week and he or she helps you out and they help you out and you like want to do an email, but you don't know HTML. So you're hoping that you can find a good template to use that has some drag and drop. I don't know. To me, that's like really like if I'm MailChimp, that's, they must be trying to get away from, yes, yeah, I think they're trying to like, get away from the email. Right, because it, it's really sort of like the automation piece of it. And I wasn't even aware that they did websites. 
Something, this is really nitpicky, but on the last page we were just on. Yep. Oh, not this one, sorry. No, yeah, the previous one. Yep. Where we were starting to look at the template. So overall, like, I really like the look and feel of the site, but here's where like, so they're showing the templates in action. And I agree that like, this is the time to let your, the prospect like picture themselves using this. All the ones yep. they've selected, like have the same vibe. Like these could all be in Brooklyn. And like, it's a very, like, they all look like a hipster email. Like I like probably subscribe to a lot of these emails, but to your point, like can an auto, auto service center see themselves using this? Like they're again, not marketing experts. So do they see how they would be able to plug and play into a neutral vibe? I, it feels a, like a little pigeonholed in terms of what they're representing their customer base to be, especially if you go back to the homepage and some of their like big name customers. Well, it also is entirely like feminine to a certain extent. Yes. Like it, it very much looks like the Instagram accounts that my wife follows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it has that same, yeah. it has the same vibe, right? It really does. So I, I just think I get what's going on though. Now what's going on, Melanie is they don't want to be an email company anymore. That's it. Like, notice they don't mention email. No email. Look at their products. Where's email? They are making Agreed. a conscious choice to not be email. That's why a lot of it doesn't make sense in our head. Because I'm thinking MailChimp's an email platform. Show me the darn templates and let me experience your product. But they don't want to be an email company, I would argue. Like, I'm looking at this and... This is, they look like they want to be something way bigger than we've pigeonholed them to be. Which is fair, goal MailChimp. But as part of that, um, so you want to make the product bigger, but I still think like have like the small business focus still makes sense to me. And I don't know if that comes through in all these examples, like small boutique, yes, but all these other small businesses out there, is it still the right tool for them as they're broadening their products? vision and do they speak to a male audience i know that sounds crazy but they haven't if you look everything is even the shapes are that of like a fashion this would be more like a fashion yeah. book like a lookbook than it would be it's very interesting if you actually think about it right because this is all like, this is an art gallery it's not an auto mechanic or something like that you know what i'm saying they have a crm now this is kind of wild I know, I know. That's all I'm like in my head. I'm getting what they're doing now, but it's very, it's like they're going after a very unique audience, if that makes sense. Like, it's like the mompreneur, I feel like, is really who they're trying to target to a certain extent. Yeah. Because now, and, like, they're, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Well, no, you know what I'm saying? It's like the new, it's like literally like, like, Pilates class or whatever that is, or yoga class, and like all these things, you know what I'm saying, are very mm -hmm. much hipster and like you're right, it's very cool, but I don't know if it's pragmatic. See, you notice all the imagery is also like female dominant on how they're marketing it. I'm not saying mm -hmm. any of that's a bad thing, it's just very you don't no, really see that in our world, may, ever. yeah. Maybe that's strategic, maybe because. As you yeah. add on like the CRM and the automation piece of it is like all of a sudden, like you're, you're not competing with constant contact, you're competing with HubSpot and Marketo. So how does, or in active campaigns and other ones. So how, like, what's your, what's your niche in that? So maybe it is very specifically like the yoga studios of the world, but I don't know. That what, seems, 
self-limiting. Yeah. Like I'd hate to throw away that much Tam, especially like- but Look at the women here. Now Courier starts to make sense, right? Now think about it. Yes, it does. We're just, Do you see we're, what I'm we're saying? tracking I, their, their brand message. Yeah, look, like everything, it's so not like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it totally is a persona that they're trying to emulate here. Very hipster, very modern, very new age. It's for Let's influencers. This, yeah, is, is. this is the automation platform for influencers. It is. That's what they're trying. Yeah, I just, I just remember using it, you know, six, seven years ago for auto mechanics. And that's, that was the thing. And now it's very like, it's just crazy to see how they've, I don't know. They've done such a good job that we're actually able to understand what they're doing. So props to MailChimp. Um, I don't know how many <laughs> yeah. of us can do that to our own brands, right? Uh, I, I almost yeah, wish we could have checked in on it a few years ago in their their evolution like how do you get people to go on this journey from you from we're like everyone's workhouse oh we're gonna do it i love the wayback machine yeah. um yeah, we're everyone's workhouse email template solution to no we can do all of this and we're specifically for this group of people let's go like right here let's see yeah it's very interesting and i think it it's it's wise in some senses because they'll be able to grow with that audience too in the sense that that, that audience is young and ambitious mm -hmm. and ironically SMBs, but not the way we're seeing it, where we're seeing it as like family businesses that have been around a long time. It's more, yes, yeah, this is sell, send better emails, sell more stuff, right? This is what we're used to of the MailChimp brand. You know what I'm saying? It's still like pretty... Um... Like it still has that Instagram influencer vibe, which is interesting. It does. It does. Just it's the like, five years ago version. I like the new version better though. I'm not gonna lie. I think the new version's way cleaner. I do too. But okay. In closing, what do you think about this uh sign up page? Isn't it kind of weird that I don't know. I just think it's weird that I don't have any value props. I don't This is don't the know. login page. No, 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 it's not. That's what's crazy to me. So look, what? you and I are looking at it. We're like, hell yeah, I'm ready to go to MailChimp. <laughs> and then they take me here. This is, yeah, this is, even, even without like the basic, like you should have a value prop on there. It makes me think like I went to the wrong page. I would have definitely hit the back arrow and tried to figure out what I had done wrong. No credit card required or credit card will be required or how much I'm paying or what the next step is or why, who else has signed up before. I mean, I could go over a billion reasons, but yeah, if I was MailChimp, so let's end it, Melanie, in this sense, okay? Um, okay. You are the new CMO of MailChimp. You have three things, okay? Mm -hmm. What are the three things? What, what are the three big things you're going to do to drive uh them forward i going back to some what we what we just talk, looked at on that last page on the and on the like hero spot i would look at like what is that primary call to action for people like when people land on this site what what can we reasonably ask them to do first like what's the actual journey that they can go on and i, I think some of that goes into the courier site too like what do we want them to do when they first 
get acquainted with the brand. Like as the product suite has expanded, it seems like there's a lot more for people to learn. So I think part of that is doing education there, but then also picking entry spots for people. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's people, more people like us who still think of it as MailChimp, they do email templates. So I would love yep. to see a campaign around that as the entry point. Like, and maybe they did this like two years ago because we just went back to 2017, but like, you know us for this. This is how you can easily build on that and take the next step, especially at the price point that they're at. That seems like a more um, digestible customer journey than, yep. hey, guess what? You're like, you're a marketing whiz now. Get excited to dig in here and build out an attribution model. No, I'm 100%. Yeah, I think so. If I were to show up, I think three things I would move away. I would have an annual billing option to increase finance. I just think the CFO would love me for that. Uh, number one. Um, <laughs> number two. It's always smart integrate. to getting good graces with the CFO. Yeah, there's a little bit of gamesmanship to this whole thing in marketing, right? Um, <laughs> number two, I would add a menu to Courier and better integrate it to the brand because they've made a massive content investment there and brand investment that I don't think they're positioned to monetize. And then number three, I would replace login with pick a plan. So I added continuity to my call to action and then I'd fix my sign up page so that I understood what I was signing up for in that moment. Um, but honestly, like, I think they've done a really freaking good job. It's just, I, there's just some stuff around continuity and clarity. And I think what you said around messaging of, you know, more than just email and then, or some type of copy like that so that I could tell that story of how we've evolved as a company, I think is pretty important. I agree. I, I'm really interested. Like, I'd love to know, like, what is their current breakdown of their customers? Like, what industries are they in to better understand? Like, is this aspirational? Like, is this just what they found that this gets everyone in the door? Or are they really targeting a specific um, group of industries that they think are the best fit? I love that, Melanie. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been amazing. And thank you. It was fun. It was not at all terrifying. Good. We had a great time. If anyone wants to follow you, Melanie, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, on LinkedIn. There it is. Melanie Davis Chapman. Oh, perfect. Also on Twitter, but that's really just me like resharing that meme where the lawyer was a cat. Yeah, I mean, who isn't resharing the little cat <laughs> meme, right? So <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. And that's it for SAS Marketing Makeover. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much.